0: Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host Chris Ward, and we're doing two episodes this week because I kind of have a theme going here. It's all about two guys who have ran their first 50k. So a couple of days ago, we released Jason Suddeth's Pilot Mountain Hanging Rocks uh, Ultra's um, his race report for his first ultra marathon, and today we're gonna talk to Scott Stark about running the mountain rats 50k in eagle colorado which both scott and i did um about a month ago and scott has been previously he's been on the episode number 42 the guide to climb your first 14er he was like our quote-unquote expert at climbing 14ers um but yeah we didn't really get into his backstory you know which we do a little bit today we nerd out about some mountains today and then we jump into our mountain rats race report and let me tell you that race was awesome first of all but like it was the tale of two halves the first half was like a beautiful fall day and then the second half it just started downpouring on us and it was 30 degree weather and a downpour neither of us had really a good rain situation raincoat rain blocker (laughs) um yeah, so we definitely go into that how we had to persevere through cold, rain, wind, trails so muddy that you were seriously like just ice skating down the road. it was it was pretty wicked, man. It was a uh, it was a it was a good time. And the craziest thing of all is that Scott signed up six days before the race. and previously he had only ran a half marathon. So I guess. Like I said in the last episode, the theme is that I want you to come away from these these last two interviews understanding that you too could run an ultra marathon if you decide that you can put up with some pain and misery for a little bit and you have some like just badassery deep inside of you. Um I want you to come away with that inspiration. In a couple episodes, I was talking about a little bit about my frustration of like, how do we turn inspiration into like action, into actually doing something? And so if you are inspired, I want you to go after this episode to ultrasignup.com and just type in your, uh, just click find a race. I'm doing it right now. And then type in your zip code wherever you are doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be in Colorado or California where there's a lot of uh, ultra marathons. If you type in, let me type in my hometown. 2761 Muscatine, Muscatine, Iowa. Yeah, you got a bunch of races there. 16 events found within 200 miles. So, you can type in any any area code, it's going to pop up some races. These things are popular. They're happening all around the country. So, go to ultrasignup.com, sign up for a race. It'll be awesome. I want to I wanna peer pressure people into signing up for their first 50K, just like I kind of did to Jason and Scott. Uh, before we start the episode, I want to share a quick story. Um, this morning, I was in Boulder, Colorado, and I decided I wanted to summit some mountains, so I ran up Bear Peak, which is an awesome... It was more of a run slash hike, to be honest, but it's a really awesome adventure to have if you're out near boulder um it's about eight miles total i'd say and gets pretty steep at times pretty gnarly terrain in this canyon like giant rocks um you get to the top of bear peak you have to scramble just like 20 feet up up to the very top but uh but what i want to share is the story of this guy named dave Mackey, and i heard his story a few years ago But Dave lives in Boulder and he was like ultra marathoner of the year or something. Hold on, let me double check that. Yeah, he won the USA track field ultra of the year in 2004 and 2005. Like he's just a legit, awesome, like badass dude. And in 2015, he fell uh, near Bear Peak or like at Bear Peak while he was doing exactly what I was doing today. And he hurt his leg. And apparently after a while of doing rehab and really trying to deal with the pain, he realized that the pain's not going to go away and he's not going to be able to run the same way he was before. And he made the decision to amputate his leg. And, and, uh, And now he has, you know, a prosthetic device that's helping him run better. And I know this. Because this morning on Bear Peak at the very top, the same peak that like essentially took this guy's leg, I see this man running down with a prosthetic leg and it's Dave Mackey. And just let that sink in, man. There are no excuses for not pursuing what you love. There are no there's no reason to have that fear and let that fear control your life. Like I didn't end up, you know, being like, "Hey man, I know who you are." <laughs> I didn't say that. I chatted with him a little bit just like, "Hey, good day to run," stuff like that. But uh but in my mind I'm like, "This dude is so inspiring. Like he's out here doing what he loves in what could be like a very fearful area." It reminded me of people that I've heard of I I don't remember the exact stories to be honest, but like, it's like surfers who have been attacked by sharks. And you're like, Oh my God, like I would never go in the ocean again. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I do. Of course I'm going in the ocean again. There's no reason to fear that there's no reason to let that fear control my life. And you know, all these thoughts are going through my head. Meanwhile, like to Dave, he probably runs that like every single day. But I'm up there and I'm like, oh my god, like this guy's running the same peak. And it's gnarly terrain, like I said. There's some steep parts. Like, you have to be careful. Uh, and running down it, quote unquote, like, at least for me, you're going like <laughs> super slow, just hopping from rock to rock, because you're like, oh my gosh, like this could seriously hurt me if I slip. Um But yeah, he's out there doing it. He's out there doing it every single day because that's what he loves and so i don't know i've just kept that in mind all day and as i was thinking about recording this intro i'm like man that's got a tie-in like if you love adventure there's no excuse not to find the adventure not to really like push your limits um if you want to be a person who's out there and this like sounds like This is something I want to do. And I'm here to show you, like, I've ran, I think this Mountain Rats was my, either my seventh or my eighth, like, official 50K. Like, I've done a bunch of these. I was never a runner before. I was only, I've only been a runner for the past, like, six years, five or six years. And before that, like, I never thought I would run a 50K, man. I never thought I'd run a 50 miler. Like, there's no, there was no way college and high school Chris was like hey I'm gonna be an ultra runner like there's no way I thought that but the idea of adventure appealed to me and this was my in so if the idea of adventure appeals to you take these last two episodes this one with Scott and the one previous with Jason and just know like you too can do this you can totally do it just sign up sign up like for one four months from now and just have something to train for for four months. And I promise you, it will be worth it. All right, that's all I'm going to say on the matter. <laughs> um, if you have been enjoying the podcast, I've I've really appreciated like going online and looking at the, the stats and just seeing where people are from who are listening to this. I'm like, it's blowing my mind every single time. There's like all these different countries, all these different cities around the world and i'm like whoa do i even know anyone there because i'm like obviously it has to be people i know but apparently not like it's super cool so yeah keep spreading the goodness guys i'm loving it um go to itunes subscribe uh i promise you if you subscribe i'm gonna bring an interesting guest an interesting story to you every single week that's a promise um and if you're enjoying it leave us a review that helps us out and uh yeah you guys rock uh you can also find the rest of our episodes on soundcloud or anywhere where you find podcasts or our website likeabigfoot.com all right that was a longer intro than i wanted to do but i wanted to share those stories so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with scott he's the man i just love having friends where i can call him a week ahead of time and just be like hey man i'm doing a 50k and they're like i'm in Like, those are the friends you want. All right, let's get into it. Like a Bigfoot, number 64, Scott Stark, and I review the Mountain Rats 50K. All right, Scott. I got Scott Stark here. Um, I was just about to say, because I just mentioned that I need to go to bed because I'm an old man, and this is a late-night podcast tonight. Um. Yeah, man. I got up this morning at four and I've realized like my day has been busy since four in the morning, which is, I don't know if it's depressing or a good thing.
1: Hey, man. I mean, you got to, you know, get time to do what you need to do when you're a parent and a
0: teacher, you know? I guess. Yeah. You just got to jam everything. And I was like, did I even sit yeah. down today? <laughs>
1: hey man yeah it's good to get to stay busy yeah
0: that and on top of it lindsey and i are doing the whole 30 like round two and we're oh like, yeah that's right yeah tell me about that we're 11 days in and it's awesome i feel really great honestly and all the workouts have been excellent but i'm i just want a pizza so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i don't blame it man i don't blame you. yeah
0: I realized last Gotta week. I love the junk food, you know. Dude, that's right. That's right. But yeah, man. So uh, we had you on the podcast before, and we had you on with Sean, and we did like yeah. a guide to climb your first fourteener. But I didn't really get a chance to speak to you just like individually, which I definitely want to hear a bit of your backstory tonight. And we can always, obviously, nerd out about mountains, but I kind of want the main focus to be around the uh, the mountain rats. 50k because it was your first 50k yeah. first ultra marathon and you signed oh, up you signed up how how, how uh how long of an, in advance did you sign up oh
1: man it was about about six days in advance
0: <laughs> which is so awesome i remember
1: getting that text to me about two weeks before the race and you're like hey man i'm gonna be on eagle in a couple weeks so i'm doing a, a 50k that mountain rats putting on you should totally do it with me. <laughs> I know you're, and you're like, I know you're totally capable. And when I started text, I'm like, like damn, like, we doing a 50K. And uh, I, I was thinking to myself, I had to look up how far that was for yeah. one. I'm like, how far is 50 kilometers? <laughs> and I saw that it was 31 miles. And um, I looked at our course, our course was 34 and a half. So I'm like, wow, 34 and a half miles the furthest I've ever ran before the 50 K was a half marathon. And so I remember thinking to myself like, wow, like Chris actually thinks I'm capable of doing this, (laughs) even though he knows I've only done a half marathon. I'm so
0: optimistic, you know? know, know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Clearly you're like, Oh, you know, just add on another what? 21 miles. No biggie. (laughs) But, uh, But, yeah, um, I I remember thinking to myself, like, man, like, it sounds awesome. And uh, I was like, you know what? I haven't trained for it at all. But I'm just going to give it a go and just see how it goes. So I decided to sign up for it.
0: (laughs) I love that attitude, man. Well, you know, my thought process was – I was like Scott is always out in the mountains. It's kind of one of those things where like you see someone's Instagram and you automatically are like he's obviously just in the mountains 24/7. <laughs> I I am. I am, it's true. <laughs> yeah, and you make like you make the assumptions and well, and then I also saw though that you you've been doing some pretty like legit hikes this summer. Like I there was like an 18-miler yeah. and you know and i'm like man if he can do these 18 mile hikes like it's probably the same amount of time he'll be out there in the 50k and that's like part of the whole mm-hmm. the whole uh big obstacle you have to battle is just like the amount of time and so i was like he's been on his feet for 9 plus hours like he should be fine
1: yeah yeah and that was kind of my thought process too i'm like well you know i live at altitude and i spend a lot of time hiking and just being in the mountains in general. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe I am capable of doing this. And uh, so yeah, I gave it a go. And I knew our, there was a 10 hour time limit on the course. And so, you know, I knew I had 10 hours. My whole goal going into that 50 K was I just want to finish within the 10 hours. And luckily I did meet that goal because I finished in, It was like eight hours twenty minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was pretty happy with that. But yeah, man, the whole experience was just awesome. I loved everything about it.
0: Yeah, man. Well, let's kind of get into it. Like, how long had you been trail running? I guess, like, let's go. Let's go back a little further. So you were like a collegiate athlete, Um, and then, like, how did you transform that being a football player into being like an outdoors mountain man kind of? hiker slash mountain biker slash like everything outdoor sports kind of deal
1: yeah yeah so like you're saying i played um college football and played linebacker so i wasn't exactly the smallest guy when i was uh, playing football and you know back in those days if somebody would have asked me to run three miles i would have laughed in their face <laughs> <laughs> and I i used to absolutely hate running and when I moved out here to Colorado, I just fell in love with the mountains and I really, I wanted to start exploring that these beautiful mountains, these beautiful mountains I I live around. So I really started getting into hiking and started getting into the 14ers out here and uh, did a lot of 14ers last summer. Last summer was my first summer out here in Colorado. Did a lot of 14ers last summer and, really just fell in love with hiking. Yeah, just fell in love, especially, you know, just being out on these beautiful trails surrounded by these beautiful mountains. And, you know, I really didn't start getting into actual trail running until this past spring. Okay. Cause I, you know, going, going into this summer, I knew I loved, I loved hiking. I loved being outside. I loved being in the mountains. And, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, I should, I should actually start trail running. I should actually start getting into, um doing some more running and so i started doing some uh trail running this spring and uh yeah kind of fell in love fell in love with it man
0: yeah man well it's kind of cool like here's i've all i i love trail running because it's like a bonus like if you love being in the mountains you love being in the wilderness and exploring it's kind of like a bonus skill you know like now right because the There are, I mean, you can find beauty like at any point of any trail, but at times you're like, you know, I want to get out of the woods. And so, you know, you can run those parts and then get to the views. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of, I mean, I think there's something to be said about hiking and slowing it down and like taking it all in, but like trail running is just this extra skill that allows you to like access areas quicker and farther, you know? And I agree.
1: I mean, that's one thing I love about trail riding. is just how much ground you cover so quickly. Um, it's pretty amazing, and you can get to some pretty awesome views super quickly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just—it's great.
0: Yeah, man. So when you first, uh, well, first of all, you came out and you joined our buddy Calvin. Um, that's kind of that we—I met you through Calvin, uh, which yeah. we told on the last podcast because <laughs> I met you while I was sleeping in the back of a car, and then yeah we we bailed on the hike and we, then woke up later that day, and then we did do the hike, and I felt bad because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who are these guys? who yeah. are these guys that are just you know hiking without me, but awkward so it was awkward meeting one, and then uh when you came over to my house and it was like the second time I met you, I opened the door and we were wearing the same hat, Do you remember that? yeah yeah,
1: it's crazy <laughs> It's crazy man that's how that's how we knew. Like oh we got the same
0: hat you know yeah. perfect we're gonna be friends <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be best friends yeah. we have the same hat <laughs> exactly um but yeah dude so like here's the crazy thing and here's the kind of one of the reasons why I was like oh he'll step up to the challenge um you hiked like in a quote unquote like easier fourteener which I'm trying to remember what it was was it Albert was your first one yeah it was my first one. And then your second one, you joined Calvin, and it was like a legitimately challenging route. Like it was a hard one. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was the uh the west slope up snowmass. Yeah. Mountain.
0: Yeah, man. So you already like you already I could tell you just you upped the ante that quickly on the hiking. I'm like I ran, I came out and ran Tough Mudder with you this summer, and I was like, maybe he'll up the ante on this whole running thing. <laughs> you know, I'll use great, that same great. strategy. So, yeah,
1: you know, it's funny because a lot of people I know they all they all call me a yes man
0: because I I rarely say no to
1: things, especially things that involve adventures outside. Yeah, I just love I love just going to really awesome places and just pushing myself and you know really being exposed to nature and just just you know being with awesome people and uh you know just getting lost out there and just enjoying the mountains and the outdoors it's one of my favorite things
0: have you always been that way like what was it like growing up were you kind of an outdoorsy person then or has this developed yeah you
1: know like yeah you know being you know growing up as a little kid i I was outside all the time i mean i never really played video games or anything or never really spent much time indoors i always loved being outside
2: yeah
1: um that's something that i've always loved and you know, once I moved out here to the mountains, I mean, it was, like, perfect. It was, yeah. like, heaven to me.
2: Yeah. Like, wow, like, I to
1: have all these amazing places to check out, these endless trails to hike and explore. and Yeah, it was, it was great, man.
0: That's cool. Well, so, when you were a kid, so you grew up, where'd you grow up at? In Nebraska? Like, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. And so, like, what were yeah. your outdoors activities you did as a kid?
1: Uh, you know, just... I was really big into sports, so okay. I played a lot of football. Um but yeah, just 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 being outside, you know, riding my bike, yeah. uh, you know, rollerblading, playing with my friends outside, you know, playing tag, all that good stuff. Yeah. I just I just love being outside. I
0: I have the most Iowan uh out like I looking back on my childhood, there's one thing that I would do with my friends that I loved more than anything in the world, but it's like so iowan i'm afraid to say it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like it's, yeah let's hear it okay so we would <laughs> my friend had a row of like four hay bales like no four excuse me four rows of hay bales There was probably like 12 in each row and we would just climb on them and we would jump between them and play tag and it was awesome and you'd eventually, like, push someone off the hay bales and they would get hurt. And that's oh, right. how the game would end every time. <laughs> that's, that's about as Iowan as it gets. Man. Dude, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, stairs have Iowa. But, like, it was tons of fun, you know. So, it's just funny when you're little. Right. the Your neighborhood can seem so gigantic and oh yeah you know and now you go back and like wow it was small and that's maybe that's why like moving to Colorado you get a place that actually still is gigantic even though you're right I mean everything's so big yeah mountains always make you feel tiny (laughs) yeah man so when you moved out like were you used to hiking by yourself or you know because was that an adjustment period for you like being in the woods and it dude the Colorado wilderness is like straight up wilderness.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just, just actual hiking and camping and just mountain sports in general were very new to me Okay. because living in the Midwest, I would come out here to ski in the winter and I'd come out maybe, maybe every other summer to do like a quick little trip and we do some like small little, like two mile local day hikes. But never really got into anything, any long hikes or any, like, long camping trips until I actually moved out here. Yeah. And, um, you know, after I did my first couple, I was just like, wow, this is so amazing. I absolutely love it. This is what I've always wanted.
0: Were you comfortable doing it? Like, were you – I don't know. I just feel like people have certain fears, like, I'm definitely going to cause an avalanche or I'm definitely going to get eaten by a bear.
1: Yeah, at first, when I first started, I was like, wow, like, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I'm, I'm, I know there's bears out here, there's mountain lions, like, man, what if something goes wrong? But, I mean, you know, it's two years later and I'm still alive, so (laughs) (laughs) that's good. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, the, the more, just like anything else, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, and so... You know, I feel like I've become pretty comfortable just uh be, being out here just doing what I love, yeah. being in the mountains and enjoying them, and uh, yeah. yeah, just being you know, pushing myself and what well,
0: have, have you have so, you gotten yourself into any situation where you're like that was intense, like that was more than I expected, <laughs> you know
1: yeah, there was so it's funny this past winter,
0: um I did a few winter
1: since up some uh 13 with my friend judson and uh there was a couple times we were hanging on the edge of these mountains with uh ice axes and i should have been wearing crampons i didn't own any crampons this past winter so i was just wearing my snow boots with this ice axe without crampons basically hanging on to the edge of this mountain
2: <laughs> and judson's
1: judson's a pretty crazy dude he likes to uh Kind of pushes limits, and you know he really he loves the mountains probably more than I do, um, which is saying pretty a lot. crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely saying a lot. And uh, he really likes to, you know, do gnarly gnarly hikes and do gnarly climbs in the mountains. And uh, yeah, so we're going up uh, this thirteen er called Mount Adams, and we're on this really steep slope, and I'm basically hanging on to the edge of this mountain to the point where if I were to slip, I was going to slide down the mountain and probably end up flying off this three to 400 foot cliff. Oh man. (laughs) And so when I was up there, I was absolutely terrified, shaking and scared. But at the same time in the back, there's a small part of me that was thinking like, this is freaking awesome. Like, (laughs) how cool is this? Literally, like, I'm I'm in such a crazy spot to where if I make one false move, I could die. But at the same time, it was just so amazing because the views from where I was at were just absolutely incredible. Um, but, you know, the, the, adrenaline, the adrenaline, the adrenaline was half the fun. Yeah. Because, yeah. But, uh, yeah, kind of made it off that face safely and uh, summited the mountain, had to get a sent down, but... Yeah, that was probably one of the one of the crazier moments I've
0: had. Did you have um, the whole like kissing the ground moment where you got down to a part where you're like, oh, "This yeah. is safe now, <laughs>
1: thank God." Yeah, I mean, when I got to the summit, I was very happy to one have made it, <laughs> <laughs> and two to be standing on you know actual flat ground up on the summit. But then once I was on the summit, I'm like, "Oh wait, I gotta go back down from where oh, I just came from." Yeah. <laughs> So, which is, which is you know pretty scary again, going through that same little spot. Where is it I the ridge
0: here? Up, I'm looking so. at a picture of it. Is it this like ridge that's going to the top? Because that does look um, gnarly, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so in the wintertime, I know, I know what you're looking at. In the wintertime, uh, you can't really go up the ridge because of these huge cornices.
0: Yeah, okay. that are oh, that makes sense. Built
1: up. so you, so you kind of have to downclimb a little bit and. Basically sidestep your way along the ridge. Um, just below the ridge, about
0: fifty feet or so. That looks terrifying. And you have man. these huge
1: cornices that are hanging above you. What? And you never know when these cornices could break. Yeah. And they could just come crashing down and just throw you off the mountain. Wow. <laughs> so wow, man, I hope your mom
0: doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it was uh my palms are getting sore, just talking about <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: but uh
1: yeah, man. I mean, I just the adrenaline's half the fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. You're
1: putting yourself into situations where you're pushing yourself, and you know, where there's where there's really hardly any margin for error. Yeah, it's, it's kind of half the fun. And a lot of times, when you're in those situations, you're in a pretty amazing place.
0: Yeah, man. Well, um, it's like surrounded
1: by so much beauty.
0: Yeah, and that's just like it's what li- like it's what life kind of feels like sometimes, where you're like. Oh, like this is a life or death decision. Like that's why there's that, that phrase life or death, death decision. But you are like, literally like, no, I'm living that right now. So, you know, in the future when I'm actually faced with major decisions, it'll put it, put them into perspective where exactly, you know, you're like, this is definitely a decision that's going to have an effect on my life, but it's not life or death. It's not like when I was hanging on underneath a cornice on a ridge (laughs) like (laughs) yeah dude that's crazy man that's so cool yeah it it looks awesome and you know if you're listening to this we've talked a lot about 14ers on here but like the colorado 13ers are some like intense mountains and they're not climbed that much yeah not as much i love
1: i like 13ers i mean i love all mountains and i love 14ers but i gotta say i
0: love i love a lot
1: of the 13ers even more um you know, a lot of them are in some pretty remote places, and they don't get hiked as much either. So you really you don't see as many people, yeah. And you really get to spend a lot of time just alone in the mountains with your good friends, and um, and you really get to see some amazing views. That's so so cool. Highly recommend hiking the thirteeners. Yeah. If, uh, well, there's a lot more of them, them too, right? Considered it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of thirteeners. I think there's over 500. Wow. Thirteen thousand foot peaks in the state. That's cool. so. Yeah, they're they're pretty amazing. Definitely worth checking
0: out. Yeah, is that where you're hiking with Judson? Where you said that you're like ninety five percent sure you guys were being stalked by a wolf?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that the same were, mountain? Uh, was a group of 13ers Okay, actually behind Mount Albert at Mount Massive. Okay, um, it was French Peak, Casco Peak, and Lackawanna Peak. And uh, we were making our approach towards French Peak um, kind of early in the morning. Sun had just came up and uh, we're hiking along. And, you know, there really aren't any wolf packs in Colorado. Yeah. Um, but occasionally um, lone wolves can kind of migrate down here from Montana and Wyoming. And so anyways, me and Justin are hiking along. And all of a sudden, Justin's like, dude, what is that thing over there? And I look over, and on this ridge, this little ridge about, I'd say, 200, 300 yards away, we see this, this massive dog that looked like a husky. <laughs> and we hadn't seen anyone all day. And We were about probably six and a half, seven miles into our hike. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Hadn't seen any signs of people. We see this dog, and this dog's just watching us. And as soon as he realizes that we see him, he kind of prances off behind the ridge, but it, I, it was so—it was such a eerie, eerie thing to watch because you could tell that he had been watching us for a while. Wow! Just by how he was moving around, and he, and he was so stealthy, like a wild animal. Wow! Yeah, he wasn't like a typical, so like some dog that somebody owns. Like he was, and he was such a big dog. I mean, we were—we're we were pretty convinced that it had to have been a wolf because yeah, he was definitely too too big to be a coyote and so yeah but that was a pretty cool experience um you know and and we we kind of when we kept hiking along after the wolf had descended over the other side of the ridge we were kind of looking for an owner we really didn't see anyone any sign of humans around so it was pretty crazy that's cool man and uh that's a cool experience and we noticed that yeah yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. And we uh and we also we noticed there was a a group of elk that were not too far away from where we saw the wolf. So he's probably stuck in the the elk. So yeah. there's even more reason to actually think it was a wolf. So yeah, pretty
0: pretty cool. Well, okay, to tie it in, I just looked up like Lone Wolf Colorado, because I had an experience too where I was up uh above level and passing. I like it was early in the morning, with, like sunrise, mm-hmm. and I heard howling, like down below, like way far away. It was definitely, it was definitely howling, and you know, I was thinking, like, is this? Could this be a coyote? Because that's chances are it's probably a coyote. But the next time I hiked in that same exact spot, I heard a coyote, and it was like yipping, and it was definitely a big difference. So, um, I just looked right? up. <laughs> I just looked up uh, Lone Wolf, Colorado, though. And it's talking about how they've tracked a lone wolf <laughs> and this ties into our race. This was in two thousand nine no though. And they tracked a lone wolf to Eagle okay. County, Colorado. So it's happened. It's definitely happened before. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which that is... was
1: somewhat close to the where the wolf I saw was down in Lake County, just south of here. So. There you
0: go, man. Well <laughs> Pretty crazy, man. Yeah, dude. Well let's get into the race, man. So uh First of all, it was it was uh, about a month ago. It was a beautiful morning. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, it was. when, when the it race started. Morning. And like how did yep. how did you feel cuz for the first probably like 15 miles we were running together. We were,
1: yeah. Yeah, so we yeah, we stayed together for about like the first 13, 14, 15 miles. And uh, you know when I started the race, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um man, it was, it was a beautiful morning and honestly and first of all mountain rats put on a really awesome course i felt like i felt like the course was really well planned out beautiful course um lots of aid stations great people running it so um you know i felt like they did a really good job and anyways for and well and it was their
0: it was their first year running that event which was even more impressive to me because i've definitely an eagle yeah yeah it was their first mountain rats course and for a first time yeah. course, I was like, wow, this was like well organized, well planned. Like it was tied in with yeah. this with I this agree. music festival thing, which we didn't really enjoy <laughs> afterwards, but or not, I mean like we didn't get to enjoy. I'm sure it was enjoyable. We didn't really <laughs> have
1: the opportunity, yeah. but we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> cool man. So yeah, we just started off, we're running through like this beautiful fall, you know, the leaves were turning. It was it was perfect, man. Um, yeah yeah but yeah that was,
1: that was the beauty of it too you know i was feeling really good and when we we're running along um you could see a lot of the, the neighboring peaks and the new york range and the Gore range and it what? was just so beautiful man
0: and that was cool having with the
1: sun coming up
0: oh totally it was awesome having you with me because i was for probably the first like hour i was like what are those mountains all right scott what are those Great. mountains? <laughs> and then you were telling me and i was like all
1: right sweet yeah <laughs> Yeah. The mountain nerd came out of me. I'm like, Oh yeah, those are the New York mountains. and
0: That's yeah. the, the Gore range over
1: there. You can see Mount Powell on the distance, but <laughs> 30 miles away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, it was cool for me, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just great. It kind of made me feel like so alive, man, just being out there. and like, this is so awesome running this awesome course. Um, and it was it was it was pretty amazing. Like how many how many people we met on the course, yeah. and uh, how many how many people where it was their first time ever running a fifty k.
0: It was crazy. Yeah, there were so I felt many. Was,
1: I thought like it was, I thought it was really interesting, man.
0: Yeah, I wonder why that was. Cause there was probably like the first ten people I met and chatted with. It seemed like were running their first fifty k. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. Right, I don't know right. why like they yeah, would be attracted cool. to that one. or just maybe because of the time of year and like it's it was two hours away from Denver, maybe. I don't know. But it was cool. It was definitely yeah, like yeah. drew a first time crowd, which was for their first time fifty K yeah. man, they had quite the experience, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. I and, mean, you know, people came from kind of from all over the the first timers at least, you know, from the front range there was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is pretty cool that he drove. All that way just to run a fifty K. Yeah, wow. Um that was pretty neat. That was his first fifty K too, so pretty pretty cool stuff people want to do that far. So
0: Yeah, man. What a I always say like fifty K and that's the theme of the last couple like this podcast and the one before it, we uh we're reviewing like first timer fifty K's, which is awesome. And I love the distance. It's my favorite distance of a race. Um what did you what do you think about it like I guess if you're breaking down and like you said you've done a half half marathon, you know, to a 50k, like what's what's right. kind of the difference there? I mean, what's the, like what should people yeah. be prepared for if they are signed up for their first time 50k, I guess?
1: Yeah, so I mean, obviously a 50k is a lot further than a half marathon. Um, but you know, a lot of times 50 Ks are on, are on trails and a lot of times, especially when they're put on in a mountainous area, there's going to be a lot of elevation gain. So it's not like you're really truly actually running for 50 kilometers. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of, there's, there's some parts where there's some steep inclines where you're actually walking, which, which kind of helps um, relieve some stress on your body, gives you some time, to kind of recover a little bit. Um, and you get some downhill too, which obviously, um, is easier than the flats. So you, you kind of have that going for you. But at the same time too, I mean, like I was saying earlier, I was, I felt great for the first 13, uh, or 14 miles. But then, um, after that mark, that's kind of when the fatigue and the pain in my joints. <laughs> yeah. Started really coming in. Yeah. And that's when I really had to like start digging deep and it only got harder and harder. <laughs> um, I'd say especially you know, one, it's kind of my own fault because I didn't really truly train for the event. <laughs> well, but, um, I think you were pretty trained yeah, for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I was prepared, but I didn't actually have yeah. like a designated training program that I was following for yeah, exactly. three or four months ahead of time. Um, but uh yeah. Um, you know, mile mile twenty six is kinda when it really started hitting me, like, wow, like this is really hard. <laughs> my uh you know, my my ankles and my knees are killing me. But, you know, that's when I really had to dig in. Yeah. And looking back at it, for as much pain as I was going through, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the race. Really? Is where I really had to that's when the, that's when the mental focus came in of like I, I really have to buckle down because, you know, it's kind of funny. It's weird to say, but it's kind of fun to suffer sometimes. Yeah. But like when you're out in the mountains, it's kind of fun being in situations where you're just really pushing yourself and you're, you're just exposing yourself to areas that are way past your comfort level. And it really just kind of opens your eyes to like what you're capable of. Because, um, I mean, 34 miles is by far the farthest I've ever ran. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just really neat, like, that that's kind of when I opened my eyes of, like, wow, like, I, I really have to push myself to get through this, and just the satisfaction at the end of the race of knowing I didn't quit, knowing that I gave it my all, that's kind of, like, half of what, what it's all about. Yeah. You know, one half is just being out there, enjoying yourself, meeting new people, um, just being on the mountains in some beautiful sights, but then the other, the other awesome half is like, just the, the gratitude of just knowing that, like, you gave it your all, and, um, it's just such a rewarding feeling when you cross the finish line, and, um, you know, you knew that you really pushed yourself, and you kind of realize, like, wow, like, I'm, i'm capable of running 34 miles yeah man. it's a pretty great feeling for somebody who's never done it before
0: yeah it opens your eyes but that's kind of like a perfect that's the perfect i think for pretty much every 50k i've ran that's kind of the perfect uh breakdown of a 50k the first half is all about like taking in the beauty and being like i'm in nature this is so cool and like talking to the people around you and then the second half is always like gut check time this is now it's painful now my stomach's turning yeah. on me and then for us dude we had the added benefit of being stuck in like a 38 degree downpour yeah yeah you know? it
1: was so great man i couldn't feel my fingers
0: <laughs> i was
1: drenched I didn't have a raincoat i'm just out there in the mountains where
0: yeah we knew shoes, it was coming shorts man. and a t-shirt yeah getting soaked once we were but yeah on, i mean that once- was it was like that right was the added
1: bonus, just like you were saying. Yeah. Like
0: I yeah. mean you
1: you already you were having to push yourself, but then we have the beauty of thirty eight degree downpours <laughs> coming down on us. Basically, you know, God's wrath saying, like, I'm not gonna let you get through this easily. I'm gonna yeah. throw everything I have at you.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I remember it was like right after we slowly got separated we're on like this actual road for a couple miles and i i remember looking back and seeing you and being like oh cool he's like the whole race i'm like eventually we're gonna end up running our own paces and like we got like i gotta be cool with that and stuff um Mm -hmm. but like right i looked back at you guys and you were running i think probably with a guy from santa fe maybe um Can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But cool dude. So you run with him. It was it what it was his first fifty K too, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. So I looked back there and then I turned this corner. And when I turned this corner, I could just see these dark rain clouds just coming in. (laughs) And I was like, Yeah, here we go. Here we go. The second half is gonna be a whole new ball game, man. And uh for me, because you ended up doing it wasn't two loops of the whole course, but you did two l- loops of this same section. So you looped over.
1: Yeah, it was like a ten mile. Yeah, day.
0: and so there was this one point mm-hmm. where you just hiked up this gully for like probably like two miles, and that was yeah. tough, man, because that was like really steep. It was probably like twenty miles in, and I remember getting to the top of that, and that was like my stomach was kind of starting to turn. I was starting to get mm-hmm. like a little bit of like lightheadedness um and i kept thinking i was thinking the weirdest stuff and it was making me laugh it was something about instead of desert it was dessert and i was like what if this trail was made of dessert and like i thought it was super funny at the time <laughs> and and right when i got to the top it just downpoured and i realized very quickly yep. That my little red jacket, that was a windbreaker, was definitely not a raincoat. Like I was completely <laughs> soaked, and uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you can probably speak a little bit to the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the, the effect on the trails because it, it kind of actually probably saved our joints because it wasn't as hard. So it was kind of, I mean, yeah. But at the same time, it was like you were ice skating at points.
1: Yeah, I mean, parts of it were pretty miserable going down the steep sections. I mean, you you felt like you were going to pull your groin at any second.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you had to like you know, slow like, yourself like down. Every
1: step you had to, you had to. Yeah, I felt like with every step you had to catch yourself. Yeah, and you you didn't want to fall because you don't want your body to be covered in mud because you're already <laughs> miserable enough with all the. 38 degree rain all over your body (laughs) yeah but uh yeah i I remember that part man i mean it was it definitely added another challenge to the course but at the same time like you're saying i think it definitely kind of saved their joints yeah so maybe it was a blessing in disguise
0: kind of um did you end up running with anybody when it started really like downpouring
1: yeah yeah there was this girl i can't remember her name but she was from denver and her sister lived in eagle yep um and it was her first 50K. And, um, but yeah, her and I kind of had a really similar pace. So her and I were running together, which uh, I kind of felt like it was nice. It's always nice when you have someone to run with because, you know, when you're running, you're obviously talking. And it kind of it keeps your mind off of how tired you are. Um, it keeps your mind off how much further you have to go because a lot of times when you're, when you're running alone, you kind of start thinking about those things. And yeah. you start – thinking like, oh, poor me, poor me, I have so much further to go, I'm so tired, my joints hurt, my feet are killing me, but yeah, I mean, it was great, especially in that part of the race when it was downpouring, it was great having a partner, Yeah. because, um, you know, her and I were just, you know, talking about, like, where we're from, and talking about, you know, running our first 50k, and how much we love mountains and everything, so. Yeah, that was definitely, that was definitely great. And, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's just, it's really awesome um, doing races like this because, you know, you get a group of like-minded people and obviously, you know, you have a lot to talk about because you have a lot of, uh, you know, mutual uh, connections. Yeah. And similar interest. So it's it's really awesome, man. You get to meet a lot of great people.
0: Yeah, man. I ended up so I got to the like I got back to that road where I saw you last. So it was on the second loop of it. And that road had just turned in to just complete mud. Like it was a mess, man. It was a messy road. And I caught up with this guy named Bob. And I ended up running the rest of the race with Bob and we finished together. And he was the coolest guy. He's like the most extreme guy. You met him after the race, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where was he from again?
0: He's from Czechoslovakia. or I'm just gonna screw that up. I think he's from the Czech Republic, Czech, Czechoslovakia, or yeah yeah (laughs) this is where i show that i don't know much about geography or you know whatever but he (laughs) he had been in the united states for quite a while i think he was from chicago and then had moved to like colorado springs or something but he was Mm -hmm. the most awesome guy and we just like teamed up and just were like it's us against this course right now we're gonna dominate it and uh meanwhile he's just wearing like a t-shirt and like shorts you know and i'm trying to wear this soaking wet coat and uh and i just remember at one point we were going up this little incline and bob just stopped like he just he was running up it and then he just stopped and he's like i can't move or i'm gonna fall and i was like holding his back and i'm like i got you man i got you and like then he started running forward from there and uh yeah i just i learned a lot from him man he was very cheery the whole time like Such a good personality, like going into the aid stations, joking, smiling, even though like at the time I was starting to feel, my stomach was starting to feel a little queasy and stuff, but just being around him like drew off his energy and it just goes to show like you can, if you're facing a challenge with like a positive attitude, it's not going to be as much of a challenge,
1: you know? Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. I totally agree. And positive energy is
0: contagious. Definitely. That's for sure. So that helped because I've also done a race where – I remember a race uh, before a 50K. It was a really challenging one. And I was with this guy for probably like five miles of it. And he was just in a terrible mood and like letting the world hear it. And I was like, I can't be around this guy. Like I'm sure he's like the nicest dude ever normally, but he's just feeling crappy right right now and like saying it out loud. And I – on the border of feeling crappy so i want to make sure i can keep positive so there's that whole aspect man and that's huge so mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah did you end up running with someone for the rest of the race or was there moments you were alone
1: uh there, there were a few moments when i was alone um on the back half of the race yeah um and those are pretty cool too man i mean that's when that's when i uh really had time to really soak in the whole experience is when I was alone. And the parts when I was alone were in that 38 degree downpour. So the conditions (laughs) are miserable, but at the same time, I'm like, this is so amazing. Like I'm out here on this course. I'm running the longest race I've ever done. This is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but like I'm out here pushing myself surrounded by all this, all this beauty. And, um, it was a pretty, pretty cool feeling, man. Just, you know, just being out there and really just appreciating, um, the opportunity to do something like running a 50 K. Yeah. Um, you know, it really opens your eyes about how, how lucky you are to be you know, capable of doing something like that, having the health to, to do something like that. Um, it's pretty, pretty cool feeling.
0: Yeah. I so. 100% agree. And that definitely is part of it where you are like, how lucky am I? Like, not everyone's able to do this. Not everyone's healthy enough. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, man. It's such. That's a great way to look at it because I don't. I'm not sure if everyone has that thought, but I'm glad you had that thought, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. no, it's it's great. You know, it really, it just really opens your eyes about just. You just feel so alive, like when you're out there alone, and yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, there was that was one of my favorite parts. That's cool, man. Just, Did you uh, have anything
0: like? Yeah during the hard moments was there anything that like motivated you or got you through or any foods that just totally you're like hell yeah ginger ale or something <laughs> i i love the peanut
1: butter and jelly rolls ooh, that were in the, the ooh, PS, man. those are great
0: bro. those
1: those did it for me <laughs> um they, they one they tasted delicious and two they're packed with energy that was kind of my, mo- my motivation in between aid stations i'm like yeah. the faster i run the faster i can eat another <laughs> uh peanut butter and jelly roll or 3 or 4 <laughs> yeah so, i way That too was much that of was honestly thing. one of my one of my motivators man it's kind of funny but you know when you're out there suffering it doesn't take much to uh to motivate you yeah
0: so. yeah that's awesome <laughs> i love it dude well yeah so how did you feel you know the last 2 miles of it like can you give cuz i want people who are listening to this I want them to come away with a couple things. I want them to understand that they are capable of running an ultra marathon, running a 50 K especially. Um, but I also want them to come away with like sort of an idea of like what you're going to feel like at the end. Cause it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to no. be easy when I say anyone can run a 50 K, but I'm saying like, it's going to be worthwhile, but you're going to go through some shit. So what, how did you right. feel the last couple of miles? So
1: I, I would say the the hardest part of the race was probably the last six miles before the last two miles. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. obviously at that point you are yeah in a lot of pain and you're exhausted and you're tired and you just want to get to the finish line. But once you hit that that last those last two miles, you know you're getting close, and that's when the adrenaline kicks in it's this crazy amount of adrenaline where the pain almost goes away. Yeah. And you, you just, you know, you're so close and you just want to finish the race as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just know, you just know that there's this tremendous amount of satisfaction that's waiting for you at the finish line. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, going into this, my whole goal was just to finish. And during those last two miles, I'm like, I am so close to achieving my goal. I want to achieve it. And I'm the type of person where, like, if I put my mind to something, I don't play it. I give it everything I have. And so for that last two miles, I literally put in every ounce of energy I had, pushed myself as hard as I possibly could. And, uh, you know, the finish line was there before I knew it. And uh, crossing that finish line um, was one of the better feelings I've ever experienced. Yeah. Cause, uh, so cool, man. You know, I was I was so happy to one be done because i was exhausted but two just knowing that i achieved my goal and you know knowing that i successfully completed 100 things i've ever done in my life yeah well it's like an like so. you
0: completed an ultra marathon that's crazy dude and you were going fast at the end i have to say yeah. i took a video yeah, of it was, uh... and i was like he's going pretty fast well, plus there was beer a free beer at the end too? So that, was that kind of helps. Motivating. That helps. Yeah, free beer at the end. Co- I yep. honestly, like by the end, and I was coffee. so cold. I was just like, I want the free coffee. Like the beer is gonna yeah, be great. Funny. I want the free coffee. It's funny because the free coffee was the first thing I had. <laughs> yeah, exactly, You just want to warm up. And it was funny.
1: It was funny too because well, the the girl I ran with from Denver and it sucks, I forgot her name, but we were just talking about how excited we both were to drink their free coffee at the finish line. (laughs) That was like, we're only 15 miles away from something warm to put in our bodies.
0: (laughs) Exactly, man. Yeah, we had the same discussions, uh, Bob and I, so that's hilarious, dude. Um, That's cool, man. So I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, I'm very impressed because I just have, apparently I have an uncanny ability to convince people to do uh, dumb stuff. (laughs) And Ever, no one's disappointed me yet.
1: <laughs> right, that's that's good, man. I'm I'm day So,
0: <laughs> um, can I tell you a quick like? Okay, so here's my story about after the 50k. Is okay. I I don't know if you felt this, but this, I guess this is something to be aware of. Uh, my heart rate, your heart rate's elevated that whole time. You know, so your your heart rate's yep. going pretty strong. Like, you're not sprinting, so you're not like pushing it to the extreme but like it's still elevated for you know 7-8 hours or however long it takes you to do the 50k um and so I think I told you afterwards I'm like yeah there's always a chance you can get sick like the week after you know what I mean just cause your immune system has been just yep. overloaded during this event and uh so anyways my heart rate's elevated from that I drink the coffee which obviously also elevates it but uh the drive home for me man the drive home on i-70 in a downpour i almost had like eight panic attacks
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i bet man over like was well, probably snowing up on the passes too right it was
0: snowing on the passes and i'm like that means this stuff's really slick and then every single sign <laughs> you read and you can see them now when you drive on i-70 but every sign was like winter is coming and like they literally say that they're quoting game of thrones and then it's like is, yep, yep. is your car ready? And I was like, I don't know. Is my car ready? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it would freak me out even more. And so that was like an extra awesome. three hours or two and a half hours of my heart rate being elevated. And then yep. I get home and Iowa is playing Penn State at night, like a night game. And yep. it's the they it ends up going down to the very last play on fourth down. And I'm like, Lindsay, I cannot get invested in this stupid football game because my heart rate has already been way overloaded today. <laughs> and then, of course, it was like the closest game ever. So, and I will yeah, which was yeah. sad, but and
1: unfortunately did not go any favor it
0: didn't man they they completed that that pass on fourth down it was crazy i know but uh heartbreaker but yeah man so i was like wow i'm way overloaded here but i didn't get sick afterwards did you like how did you feel the next couple days
1: um i i didn't get sick but my body my whole body in general was just
0: fatigued i mean it was
1: obviously really sore yeah and that was probably the sorest i've ever been in my life my my ankles i remember getting out of bed the next morning and it hurt so bad just to stand (laughs) (laughs) so much pain in my head and my ankles um but uh yeah the next day or two after the race my body just felt fatigued in general like i could just tell my body was just exhausted yeah when you just everything i did just took like everything I did just took longer. Like I could just, I could just feel the fatigue just in every part of my body.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and it's funny cause you ended up starting like, so we ran the race Saturday, Sunday you rested and then you started a new job on Monday. <laughs> yeah. I
1: started, started a new job on Monday. And, um, I remember walking in, walking into the hospital for my, my new job. And I'm like, and like my my joints and my my bodies was still hurting, <laughs> and I had the whole day I had to I had to walk around like nothing was wrong, <laughs> <laughs> like oh no like everything's fine I'm like good. you know it's all good just yeah I'm just you know just being casual but yeah. In my so you- mind, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I'm, I just want to limp around." And, <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like an 80 year old man, but that was funny. Got man. through the first day, so that was good. Yeah, how
0: did you feel? Like, when did you feel fully recovered? Man, it took
1: it took about five days. Yeah, I was fully I recovered again. Yeah, about five days in, I kind of went for my first my first little like three four mile trial. run. Um. And I was actually feeling that's that's when I actually felt pretty good again. But, nice, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, hey, uh, yeah. do you, are you in for another one eventually? Or
1: I mean, absolutely. And I honestly like I I really want to do a fifty mile.
0: Really next year? Wow. Yeah, man.
1: Kind of All right. Up up the ante a little bit. So. I'll sign
0: up for one with you, man. We'll find a good one. All right, man. Yeah. All let's, right. Let's do it. Cool. And then we also but have that that thing brewing in April, which. I'm gonna like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get some people people involved in it, so should be cool,
1: yeah, definitely,
0: awesome, so
1: but yeah, man, I mean, I love the whole experience with the fifty k and I mean, might as well you know add some more miles because
0: more miles means more fun right more oh yeah man that's exactly how that equation <laughs> works <laughs> yeah definitely more miles more fun you go on believing that you'll be good you'll be good <laughs> all right man that'll get, that'll get me through the 50 miles <laughs> i'm an old man so i gotta get i gotta get going to bed and uh all right man yeah dude thanks for talking and yeah let me know yeah. when you're back in denver or we'll we'll plan something in the next month or so
1: Yeah, I
0: will do, man. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. All right. See you, Scott. All right. Yeah. See ya. Bye. All right. There's our show for the week. And once again, if you were inspired by Scott's story um, and you too want to sign up for a 50K or an ultra or, you know, I mean, some of you listening to this probably have already done some. uh, This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host man reminding you that ultra signup exists, UltraSignup.com exists and you should sign up for another race right now. Um, I don't work for them. I don't even know if they make money. They probably do somehow. I just think it's a really cool website. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can just type in my zip code and things like races pop up and you're like, Whoa, there's events all around the country. Holy crap. <laughs> so, so sign up for that, uh, find a 50 K find a race. It doesn't have to be a 50 K like, If a 10K is challenging to you, sign up for one, but just know you can do stuff on the trails. You don't have to do it on the road. There's 10K trail races that are badass. So my favorite one, personal favorite, Quest for the the Quest. Wait, Quest for the Crest. There's a 50K. This is in Asheville, North Carolina. There's a 50K and then there's a 10K. I've done them both and they're both very difficult. So that's one you can look look forward to. Um, I don't know if you opened the registration yet, but that would be like a cool suggestion from me. Um, but yeah, they have every distance, 5K to 100 miles, 200 miles maybe. I don't even know. But uh, but yeah, and then if you thought mountain rats sounded cool, come out next year, man. It's in uh, Eagle, Colorado. I think it's run by Gemini Adventures. So check that out. And huge thanks to Scott. I love scott he's so cool i'm so glad we met and that we're buds and that i have a guy that i can call up and be like hey man i'm doing this race and then he's just like i'm in like he's one of the i'm in friends you need those um all right that's all i gotta say this week thank you guys for supporting the show i've honestly truly truly appreciate it um it's nothing but warm fuzzies when i'm reading reviews and and like i said earlier checking out like all the crazy cities and countries that people are from and i'm like what how are people from denmark hearing this that's crazy but uh but yeah so thank you thank you for supporting the show you guys rock i'll be back at the end of this week uh with a podcast with someone awesome i'm in the middle of planning it so i'm not 100% sure yet but it the the qualifications are they have to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Peace guys.